You're listening to the Rent Roll Radio Show with Sterling Chapman. Hey, Rent Roll Radio listeners, welcome back to the show. As always, I'm your host, Sterling Chapman. Today, we are joined by an Aussie in Vietnam. Chris Reed, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure pleasure to be here. And in this time of uh, COVID madness, it's a real good time to be working online. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't sound like you have too many other options where you're at. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. We got the the tightest lockdown in the in the world. We got the government, the the Vietnamese army at our door if we if we go out. So it's mandatory to be working online. Oh wow! So uh, can you tell us a little bit about um, what you do and how that pertains to real estate investing? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, like the the, un, un, the unfortunate truth is that most businesses fail. You know, business is tough, and businesses fail because they you know they can't get the the customers they need to stay in business. And that's exactly what we do. Get your message in front of your ideal customer to help predictably grow your business. You know, and that's the beauty of digital marketing is it's so predictable. You know, I don't know why anyone spends money on, you know, newspaper ads or radio ads or TV ads. Like, you know, who the, how do you even know how many people are looking at it? Never mind how many of them take action. Where you know any form of digital marketing, whether it's you know Facebook ads or YouTube ads or Google ads or SEO, it's super predictable. You can tell exactly how many people came to your website, what they did. You can measure every aspect of it, so you can grow your business in a really predictable way. And man, that takes all the stress out and makes business a whole lot more fun. Absolutely. So when it when it pertains to to real estate and investors, you know, let's let's take like the syndication niche for example. So I, I always kind of think about like, well, as a, as an apartment syndicator, what is my customer? And, and realistically, I have I have two customers, right? I have the the investor. I need to attract investors, and then you know the the deal flow. I need to attract either either off market owners or brokers to bring me the deal flow to find places to put my investors capital. So what are some strategies you use around both of, of those potential um, scenarios? Yeah, sure. So let's, let's just keep it simple and, and work on investors, right? And, you know, if you're looking for two, two different custom avatars, then you need to kind of have two different funnels. Everything's about a, a funnel, really. So the first thing is to identify exactly what, who your ideal customer is and what they're looking for, you know, uh, and then, you need to kind of think about what that person's actually searching for. You know, generally people know that if their toilet's broken and they need a plumber, you know, if you've got a, a more nuanced business, it can be a little bit trickier. And so you have to be a little bit creative. So often we work with, you know, syndication companies and usually, you know, their minimum investments say $50,000. And so a really good keyword is how to invest $50,000. Because you can be pretty sure that someone that's going to Google and typing how to invest $50,000, <laughs> well, they got fifty k that they want to invest. So that's a really, really good keyword. So you grab your keyword like that, you write an article, you know, here's the five ways to invest $50,000. Know, you can put it all on Bitcoin, you can go to go to Vegas, or hey, you can, you can get into real estate investing. It's a, it's a much better way. And so you need to obviously write a really good article, be a trusted authority. So Google puts your message in front of where the person's looking. And that's stage one. Now you've got that person's attention, that person's on your website. The next part is you need to capture that lead. And so you do that through what's a lead called a lead magnet. So throughout the article, you'll have basically ads for your own product. So you'll you know, have 
strong call to actions. You have an exit temp pop-up, so if they go to leave early before they get to the, the bottom, an exit temp pop-up uh, pop comes up and a time pop-up comes up. Yeah, because you're generally going to have a pretty long article and so a time to pop-up and a halfway through it will pop-up because everything is about getting that person to put their details in and become a lead. And so a lead magnet is usually, you know, something free that the person can download. And the more relevant it is to what they just searched and the article they're reading, the better it's going to convert. And so if you just wrote an article about how to invest $50,000, you know, a really good lead magnet could be, you know, the five biggest mistakes people make when getting started with investing. Because you're pretty sure that someone that's searching how to invest 50K, you know, they, they don't know a lot about investing. And so they're looking for advice. <laughs> And so if they download this guide, now they're like, wow, this dude really knows what he's talking about. And they trust you. You show them, yeah, Bitcoin's crazy. You know, it just lost 10% last night. You know, and they start, start building up that trust. Because especially if you're asking someone for 50K, well, you, you, you're going to have to build up that trust first. So now they download your, your guide. Uh, that's the first three stages, one, identifying what the, the customer's looking for, uh, getting your message in front of them, and then capturing that lead, the, the lead magnet. Then the magic comes in, which is an email nurture campaign. So this is where you, you know, have an email sequence where you send them things. You know, and you can say, hey, listen to me on this podcast or you know, look at this, these deals that we did recently, look at these other people that we, we uh, helped and start educating them about your business. So that then eventually when you go, hey, why don't you book it a call and I'll show you how you can get started with investing. They trust you as an authority. They understand what you do and they know that getting on a call with you is going to cost them 50K. And so you know, <laughs> it's not going to be a surprise when you go, hey, dude, give me 50K. You know, they already yeah. totally understand it. You're not wasting your time with crappy leads and that's the power of you know, a funnel in digital marketing. Awesome. So I have a, uh, a very elementary version of that, that, um, that I, I'm probably going to ask you to look at after this call. So I, I, I took, uh, having no background in digital marketing whatsoever, really understanding it. I, I took bits and pieces of conversations like this that I've had, and I wrote a 10 page ebook on, um, on, uh, why to invest in apartment syndications or basically like why to be a passive investor, you know, and, and it kind of gives just, it's a comprehensive guide of everything I learned from the last three years of doing this. And I, I created, I, it's a lead magnet and people have to put in their email to, to get a copy of it. And then I send a drip campaign, which is very poorly written and doesn't really have a call to action. and doesn't give a terrible amount of information um, or a link to my podcast or anything like that. So um, I think the other day when I checked, it had gotten me um, 20 emails in the last three months. So uh, what kind of advice do you have to, um, to start shaping that that drip campaign or 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 that lead magnet in the right direction i mean 20 leads is, is better than nothing so it's it's a, it's a start but real, realistically the the crappiest funnel is going to convert if you send enough traffic to it. your number one problem is that you know, whenever customers start with us generally the number one problem is more traffic in fact uh, <laughs> A, a realtor that, that we work with called Avery Carl, she's she's pretty massive. She grew from a fifty-three million in, in two thousand nineteen to one hundred and fifty-eight million last year in two thousand twenty. Yeah, Avery, Avery's awesome. Yeah, which is which is pretty pretty damn impressive. She's a very impressive woman, and this year she's 
smashing that target. When we got our hands on her website, uh, it, it was in a pretty crappy state. Uh, from memory, it was getting around 46 visitors a month, so nothing really. And we did not work on the design at all. We didn't worry about the lead captures. We just flooded it with traffic. You know? And because the ugliest website in the world will convert if you uh, get enough traffic. How do you get once, traffic? Just, just on that. And once you have like you know, 10,000 visitors a month, then if you increase your conversion rate by 1% or something, it's going to be phenomenal. You know, but if, if you spend so much time right now on your website that gets you know, 10 visitors a month and you spend all your energy on, on your lead magnet and your nurture campaign, it's not going to do anything. You know, focus on the traffic. So uh, it's not easy. I mean, if it were easy, then everyone would be doing it. But uh, let me give you a breakdown of why SEO beats the pants off every other uh, type of marketing and then I'll show you how to get some traffic. So... You know, all digital marketing beats the pants off every other traditional marketing. But the difference between paid ads, whether they're Facebook or Google or YouTube ads, is they'll only ever get more expensive. You know, how, how much they cost this year, they'll be more next year. And, you know, as soon as you stop spending, you stop getting. The beauty with SEO is it's compounding. Work that you did last month, you get paid this month, and next month, and next year. So as you keep working on your website, it gets bigger and bigger and that flow just generates. Like if you were buying a thousand clicks from Facebook, you know, next year those thousand clicks are going to be you know, more, more expensive. Where if you're getting you know, a thousand extra visitors each month from, from SEO, you know, it's, you're getting a thousand month one, two thousand month two, three thousand month three, you know, it just snowballs and in 12 months you're just flooded with traffic. So that's why SEO is awesome. How do you how do you do it? That's a little bit complicated. Uh, the very first thing is to understand what your customers are searching for. You need to know the keywords. From that, that's how you structure your website. Uh, and then you really the fundamentals of SEO are two things: content and backlinks. If you don't have the content on your website, you can't rank for it. You know, it needs to really. You have to have content for every article, every keyword that you want to target. And the more niche down you can be, the better it will convert. Like Avery, for one, she, she's based in Tennessee. She sells short-term vacation rentals. And, you know, we built pages on all of, like, Pigeon Forge for the top of them. I've never been to Tennessee. But, uh, <laughs> like, the more you can niche down to all the little areas, you know, the easier it is to rank for those and the better it's going to convert. Because if someone's looking for, you know, a log cabin in Pigeon Ford, Tennessee, you know, that person knows exactly what they're looking for. It's like the, like the shorter the, the tail, the keyword, versus the longer the tail, they don't convert as well. Like the keyword investing, you know, it's got a gazillion searches a month. But what the hell is someone looking for when they search for investing? You know, so even if you could rank for it, it's not going to convert very well. Where if someone's searching, you know, how to get started with apartment investing with 50K, you know, that person knows what they're looking for. And you know, the search phone is going to be much lower. It's going to be much easier to make rank your article for that. And it's going to convert like crazy. So it's really understanding exactly what your customer is searching for so that you can work out what content you need to get in front of that. And so the other part that I, that I mentioned there is called backlinks. And that's 
kind of the secret to how Google works. Like if you remember back in the 90s, there was a whole host of other search engines, you know, Yahoo, AltaVista, Ask Jeeves, and they were all crap. And then <laughs> Google came around and they had a totally different algorithm. They have what's called the PageRank algorithm based on the co-founder of Google called Larry Page. And he surmised that just like when you're at university and you do a thesis, if everyone references your thesis, then your thesis must be really good. And he figured, well, it must be the same with websites, right? If you've got a website and everyone else is linking to your website, referencing your website, it must be really good. And so it's rank good. And that's what a backlink is, a link back to your website. That's why it's called a backlink because it's linking back to you. And that's still the fundamentals of Google because Google can't trust implicitly what you say because anyone can write any crap they want on their website. Yeah. And so they have to trust what the greater community community is saying about you. And so the more uh, you know backlinks you have for niche specific websites, the the better you're gonna rank. Awesome. So is there a way to trick that system um, where you create other sites that link back to your own site? They're, they're, yeah, but they, they have to be authority. I mean, there are ways to trick Google. That's called kind of black hat SEO. Uh, and white hat SEO is kind of the good SEO. But realistically, Google has an army of software engineers, you know, a couple hundred thousand at last count. And they're working on their algorithm all the time. And if and what they're trying to do is weed out the BS. You know, they want to right. find really good quality search results. And if you trick Google, like maybe you'll get away with it now, but you know, in a year, two years, they'll work it out and they'll slap you down with a penalty and you'll lose everything. So it's like, why try and trick the system? It's just follow what Google wants. Google wants a fast learning website that has great quality content and is a trusted authority. You do that and they're just going to reward you with so much traffic, you know, and that's, that's not, never going to change. Awesome. So how do you make your, your website fast loading? That, you mean you should definitely hire a developer. I'm a software engineer myself, well, it was 10 years ago. Uh, and, you know, I don't get in the weeds of that stuff. It's really technical. <laughs> I mean, you, you, it depends on what, what platform I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad to hear you answer it that way because I felt stupid asking that question like I should already know. So. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. I mean, I, I, t- I tell you, there's two books that really changed my business, and they're both by the same author called Mike McCallowitz. One is about, it's called Profit First, about how to have a profitable business. You know, I, I was a software engineer. I knew nothing about business. I just started playing around with websites. I went, oh, I'm pretty good at this. Maybe I can make money from it. Turns out I could, but, you know, it's like I nothing about business. And so that taught me, you know, how to make sure that we're always profitable which you know, is the number one premise of business. And the other is called Plotwork, about how to build a business that doesn't revolve around you. And it's so good. Like, you know, I, I got to the stage where I was just working all the time. There was, you know, it's like, this is the shit, a totally bad job. You, know, you can never right. take a day off. You know, you're, you're doing everything. You're doing lead generation, sales, implementation. It's, it's so oh. funny. We we want to be entrepreneurs, so we quit our day, our nine to five, so we can work 24-7. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's not fun at all. And, you know, 
now I've followed a lot of the stuff that he has in his book. And now I talk to people like you. I talk to customers. I do not implement anything. I, you know, I have a great job. I've, you know, I've got three young kids and they're locked at home with me thanks for COVID as well. And, you know, I get to spend most of the day at home school and then I'm playing with them. It's great fun, you know, and that's building a business that doesn't revolve around you. You don't have to do everything yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that was um, early in my business. That was one of the things that was completely transformational for me because I was managing all my properties. I was, yeah, I was out there scrubbing toilets and like and showing units and sweeping floors, and and I was wondering why I couldn't get to this growth because I was like doing ten dollar an hour tasks. So you know the. It was hard to give it, you know, you look at how much property managers charge, like, oh, I'm giving up, you know, $60,000 a year. But like the the exponential growth that you can do when you start to outsource those, those smaller tasks is, um, and the quality of life, you know, um, I, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I put it down, you know, with, with, it's the same with SEO, right? Unless you want to be an SEO analyst yourself, then don't learn it because it's bloody hard. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and it's you know if you were looking for a lawyer, if you want a lawyer that spends half his day doing SEO and the other half doing law, or you, or you want a gun lawyer that's focused at law and hires an SEO agency. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, what other advice do you have for uh, real estate investors that are that are looking to get started and you know don't have a lot of money or just kind of trying to. You know, build their first websites, attract the first investors, attract their first deals. Yeah, I mean, if you understood how powerful having a website is, I'd you know I'd work your nine to five until you got the money to afford one because it gives you everything you need. It gives you the deal flow that you need, the investor flow, and once you have that, you know you're unstoppable. You know, like it's it's true that most businesses fail because they can't get enough customers. You know, same with you can't get enough investors. If you've got that consistency and that predictability, it's like, man. And I'm getting a little. You know, if you, I'm getting a little feedback. Sorry, is my is my mic okay? I don't know. It, it sounds like a um, like a loud window unit. <laughs> uh, I don't know. My mic's right here. Was it okay the whole time or did it just change? It just changed, but now it's back to good. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like I was, I was lucky when I started because I am somewhat technical and the internet was a, mu- a lot smaller back then. I tweaked, played around, I was building my own website and turned out I could rank it and I started making money from the bat. It was great. You know, but it's like you need that consistent deal flow. Like even when I had a much smaller business you know i'd do lead generation and then sales and then i'd have to be implementing the sales with the new customers and then it's like the deal the lead flow slow so you have to go back and start that like to be able to just have that consistency that takes you know all of the pressure off and it you know makes makes business enjoyable so you know if you haven't got the the money to build you know any system you know if SEO is not the only way about about doing it, but any form of digital marketing can give you that predictability. Then I, you should probably stick to your nine to five, get enough money <laughs> so you can afford it. Because once you have it, man, your business is going to grow like a rocket ship. Absolutely. So, real quick, I want to head over to our radio round. Just three quick questions. To let us 
our listeners get to know you a little bit better. The first one, I think you already gave some great answers to, but I'll, I'll ask it again in case you have uh, another answer you want to throw out. Though. It's what's your favorite book? Oh, so many of them. But one is on my desk right behind me called The Daily Stoic. It's by Ryan Holiday, a, a fabulous stoic, yeah. and it's got 366 daily meditations. from. I have Stoicism. the... I have the little calendar. Uh, my dad bought it for me for Christmas last year. So I, I go through every day on the little the little desk calendar, and it's got another one on there. Um, cool. What's your favorite quote? Oh, Jesus. Uh, I, I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. I, I, it's one I, I use for, for actually for sales when someone goes, geez, you're, you're not cheap. And I go, isn't it better to spend a little more than you expected to get something that works and spend a little less than you should have to get something that doesn't. My Zig Ziglar, he's a hell of a salesman. Yeah. So um, when I first started in sales, I started in the um, retail cell phone sales years ago and um, and I was doing bad. And a, a, a friend of mine that started with me uh, was doing good. And, and, and I asked him for some advice and he handed me that book, a Zig Ziglar book, Secret of Closing the Sale. And I absolutely, I love it. I, and I manage, I still manage a sales team. And I, I, whenever I see somebody struggling, I give them a copy of that book. Um, he's, he, he's got a, what I loved about it was the mindset around like how you can, how you can actually help people as a salesperson. Cause I think a lot of the problem is like, is, is we're, we're insecure um, as salespeople that we're bothering everybody. I don't know if you've ever seen a groundhog's day where like the insurance salesman is coming up to Bill Murray every day over and over again. And he's running to the opposite side of the road, trying to avoid him. And like, that was how I used to feel as a salesperson. But, but, you know, now like looking back after reading that book and after having a successful sales career, I think about like, I have life insurance. I have two young kids. I have a two-year-old, a six-month-old, and you know a lot of bills, a lot of mortgages and stuff. And and I have a ton of life insurance that I would have never bought in my life. I would have never like picked up the phone and called up the life insurance company and said, "Hey, give me a bunch of life insurance." But I had a friend who hounded the shit out of me until I finally caved and went and signed up for it. And thank God I did, you know, he did, because that was the only way I would have done what was obviously the right choice for my family. I was just too busy or, you know, too selfish or, or whatever to ever get around to go voluntarily sign up. But since he pressured me into doing it, I feel a lot better. I'm very happy that he did that. I think everybody could agree that that was a very good move for my family. And if something were to happen to me, I mean, it would absolutely be a, a saving grace and everybody became in his ass for that, you know, so just yeah. so having that that different mindset shift and perspective about what you are doing as a salesperson, you know, often you're getting people to, to you know, to come out of their own busyness and their own procrastination to do the right thing for themselves. And if you can really see that what you're doing is that um, it really eliminates that like insecurity, guilt. I'm bothering people. I'm an irritating person. Taking their money, you know, it's like you're, you're making their life better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. That's awesome. So um, the last one is just, what's your favorite thing to do outside of work? I I practice yoga a lot. I it's I mean yoga and meditation really changed my my life. I used to be a very very busy man and a, a bit of a grump, and now I'd like to think I'm pretty chill. You know, my- I, I, I like. To- 
My favorite quote, and I don't remember who said it about meditation was everybody should meditate uh, 30 minutes a day unless you're really, really busy. And then you should meditate an hour a day. That, that's, a, that's a great quote. You know, I, I recently read two books, uh, one by Ray Dalio and the other by... Is it Principles? Uh, it's Principles. And the other I, was uh, by the Nike founder, which is a fabulous book. Both um, billionaire. Are you talking shoe dog? Shoe dog. So I just finished what? principles and I just started shoe dog. <laughs> <laughs> we got the same reading list. And, you know, and they both like advocate how much meditation changed their life. And it's like, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I just try and listen to what smart people do and follow them. You know, it's, sure. <laughs> it makes it easy. Awesome. Well, where can our listeners find out more about you, learn from you, go to your website, connect with you on social media? Yeah, sure. So you can go to Google and type in the coolest guy in SEO. And if you don't see me, then 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 Google is broken. Then but you spelled way, it wrong. Then you spelled it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I've also uh, got a little bonus for people. If they want to see SEO in action themselves, you can go to our website, which is Ardor SEO. Ardor, if you can't tell my funny accents, A-R-D-O-R-S-E-O.com slash content. And if you go there, Put in your details. We will do some keyword research for you. So we'll work out what your customers searching for. We will write an article for you and we'll post it on your website. We'll SEO optimize it so you can see firsthand just how powerful SEO is growing your business. So it's ardorseo.com slash content. Awesome. I'm going to take you up on that. That's that's great. Well, Chris, thank you so much for uh, joining. I'm glad we were able to coordinate our, our time zones and uh, – and I'm really looking forward to uh, to keeping up with, with you and everything and everything your team's doing over there. Thanks again for joining. Thanks for tuning in to the Rent Roll Radio Show brought to you by Crestworth Capital. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please hit the subscribe button and leave us a rating and review. You can also visit us at CrestworthCapital.com or RentRollRadio.com or follow us on Facebook at RentRollRadio or at Crestworth Capital. If you would like to reach us, feel free to shoot us an email at info at rentrollradio.com or sterling at crestwordcapital.com. We hope you come back next week to join us on some more of our journey. Until then, happy investing.